Welcome everyone to another episode of Indie Soup. And today with me I have a special guest, the Ginger King himself, Rusty Pie Lover. Hello, hello. Greetings, sir. How are you? I'm good, and how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. It's an absolute honor to sit down with the, the Wolfman himself. It's an absolute honor to sit down with the Rusty Pie lover himself. I'm so <laughs> glad to get you on here. The honor's all mine. You flatter me, you flatter me. Which is great, because I could use that a little bit, because it's freaking freezing this side. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculously warm here, so we can uh, we can meet together, maybe make some weather happen. Oh my gosh. If we could meet in the middle, that would be amazing right now. Just a little <laughs> bit of heat would make me so happy right now. Where are you that it's so cold? Cape Town. Ah. Just known for freezing. Ah. <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah, it does. It does. As soon as you say that to most people, they're like, oof, you got the wind that side. That's not fun. Uh, well, I think more people will agree with you that Cape Town is better than Johannesburg. Uh, I wouldn't know. I've never been to Johannesburg, actually. <laughs> don't come here don't don't come here that's why i feel like there's always the half there's always the half way where like some people are like don't go to Joh don't come to johannesburg and then some people from johannesburg is like yeah we got the best we're the best and i'm like okay but which one is it the the amount of arguments i've had with people on stream off camera in real life about joburg versus cape town I could possibly write you a 101 book between the two differences and why Cape Town people are stubborn to admit that Johannesburg actually isn't all that bad. See, I could I could write you a trilogy about why when Cape Town when Johannesburg people come to Cape Town, <laughs> they're just like, you know what, Cape Town's not that great. <laughs> so I feel like again there is a middle point here where everyone's just arguing about cities. I think what we need to do is we just need to get together, merge our ideas, and then release a book, and then see how that goes down. <laughs> no, you're going to piss off so many people, but also <laughs> vindicate so many people at the same time. Why would we do something so controversial, yet so brave? Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, you are a streamer, and you have been playing a lot of Stardew Valley lately. How's that been going? Uh, you know, it's, as a streamer yourself, you know, sometimes you find the game that just clicks for you, and then yes. you go that one step further to master everything the game has to offer, and then you suddenly realize that you can't put the game down, but at the same time, you hate everything about yourself, because the game works on so many different functions that you wish would work, like they told you it should work, and then it doesn't. And then you find yourself in this very weird spot where you love the game but absolutely hate it. That's where I am with Stardew Valley right now. <laughs> oh my god, I can relate. I can relate 100% with that. Like, there are just some games where you're just like, I love this. But, you know, not having to look at it again would make me so much happier. But also, I do want to keep looking at it. Let me just tell you, Stardew Valley is a fantastic game. If, 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 let me, if you'll allow me to go on this, this little... Uh, promotion no, slash rant here. Um, Stardew Valley is a fantastic game. I would honestly highly recommend it to any gamer out there. Not not just content creators, but for a passive, fun time game to play. And I know a lot of people that I have spoken to in the Stardew Valley community and just in the in the general community themselves, they find Stardew Valley a, a difficult game to master. You know, it's like some games like we 
talk about MOBAs that are easy to pick up but difficult to master. Stardew Valley falls in that category because a lot of people feel overwhelmed that there's no clear sense of direction in the game. You know, you, you start, you start farming, and then you figure out, oh, now I need to start fishing. And then you figure out, oh, there's a whole community center that I can, you know, uh, fix. And there's all these underlying stories with the characters and secret Easter eggs to find. And it, it throws a lot of people off. Um, I myself currently am trying to 100% the game uh, within three in-game years, which is almost a near impossible task. Um, but a lot of people ask, how can you even do that when there's so much content in the game? And that is a testament to Stardew Valley that even as a, just as a gamer, not even as a content creator, the game from a, 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 a lone developer um, that is chock so full of content, it is a testament to the indie game scene that one developer can make a game with so much content where a triple A title company can fail and have all of these people on their team. And that's why Stardew Valley, I would highly recommend it. It's just, it's a game with immense amount of content. It is simple mechanics, easy to pick up. And as you start progressing through the game, once you get past the initial slug, there's just, oh, I can go on forever, honestly. <laughs> you can make a whole guide about that game, it seems. I mean, you've played so much of it. I'm sure you know the ins and outs of it very well by now. That's that's currently what I'm trying to promote on on my streams is a study value tutorial stream. And in that, I also try and challenge myself to, you know, do in-game speedruns. I know speedruns are technically classed as IRL time. But for me, my study value speedruns is to show uh, many of the community that enjoy study value how to beat certain objectives within a certain in-game amount of time to show them that they are capable if they follow specific um, uh, mechanics in the game and certain objectives and if you focus on those objectives you can complete this which has another rolling effect to the rest of the outcome of Stardew Valley and that's basically what my Stardew Valley streams are is more a tutorial interactive um, type of content with the community by my side knowing that hey listen you're playing Stardew if you follow this you can beat this in this time and we've proven it multiple times we even did a 24-hour birthday stream where I proved to them within 24 um, hours in IRL time you can beat the community center and it's those kind of things that I enjoy of Stardew Valley getting to share my knowledge with the community and there are still some things that I am learning about this game myself even having over 600 plus hours in the game there's still things baked in this game that I don't know about and that's why I just I love the game and I love the community in it. You're talking about the fact that the game is sort of like even though it's an indie game it's made by one one person uh, it has this vastness to it, which can be a bit intimidating when you start out. Uh, now, my history with Stardew Valley is I played it when it came out originally on PC. I played it for like a bit, but that was when me and my brother still lived together and we shared a PC. So I played on his account. I was like, this is fun. I like the Harvest Moon games. I used to play the, the and I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble, but the ROMs, the emulated yeah, versions yeah. of them back in the day. Uh, I enjoyed those, and I enjoyed Stardew Valley. I didn't get very far in it, but then a few years ago, I got very, very sick from uh, what? What happened? Uh, oh, something, something in my body got poisoned, or something from something. I, I just, I was just very sick, so I had to stay at home for almost two weeks, and I had a switch, 
and one day I saw Stardew Valley was on sale. And I played it for that whole two weeks as I was lying on the couch, just dying. And I, I, I never finished it, but I got pretty far into it. And I can say that game, terrifying when you start, because you don't want to, you don't realize the time limit. Because, you know, there's a, there's a progression with time, the years and stuff. And so you feel like you have this time limit on your back the whole time and that makes you a little bit more stressed because you're like oh shit i need to i need to get my crops ready right now <laughs> before the next the season changes because otherwise they die which i didn't know the first time i played it i was like all these crops i just planted they're dead because the season changed that's so much money uh, it, and stuff like that it's, but it's just such a it's uh, you're right the thing is time constraints when i started study valley i was in the exact same boat i was like man i just bought like 100 parsnips why they no plant oh oops yeah <laughs> exactly but then you get into like the dungeon stuff and i'm gonna say i really like the dungeon stuff a lot like just going into the mines going deeper exploring fighting it, it's kind of chill it's, it's chilled for something like that mixed of the farming so there's I just really like the variety in that game, and I haven't gone back to it since then, but I definitely do want to get back to it. But then, one day, I saw you stream it with, like, a speed run. You you said, uh, you said were talking about doing a speed run. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? What is this speed run thing? And then I went to go, then I did a little research about it, and I was like, there's a whole community of people playing Stardew, putting extra value onto that game by doing challenges and stuff. And I was like... I did not know this. I did. I, I haven't heard about this game in a while, and suddenly I hear there's been a whole community supporting this game for a long time. Yeah, and now there's even a uh, Stardew Valley esports tournament that was announced by um, Concerned Ape and one of the the biggest Stardew Valley streamers uh, internationally, um, where they have teams of four that have to complete certain objectives in a certain amount of time, and the prize pool is forty thousand dollars. So yep. I mean, yep. I saw that. People who said that Stardew Valley couldn't be esports, guess what? Orcs need to start picking up e uh, Stardew Valley esports teams now. <laughs> it's amazing to me that this game has so much staying power over the years, and they just keep adding more to it. But it seems to be like the new case with like certain games. Just you think that's the game. That's it. That's it's a little picture. That's what you get in it. That's what it's meant for. That's what you play out of. No, no, no. There's a whole scene adding extra value to this game with stuff. And that's Stardew Valley, which I did not know. I did not know there was a whole scene around this game, not just based on the base game. No, and what's what's beautiful to me is is that the developer has said, look, he's, he's lone developing. So, I mean, for him to pump out content um, on the regular is always going to be a challenge. But what's interesting to me is is that the game can still thrive after all these years without him needing to push content the way it does. And when he does push out content, it's a massive thing that adds so much variety to the game. You just get continuous replay value out of Stardew Valley. Yes, you'll still do sometimes the same runs, and yes, you can put challenges in, but no same playthrough is different. And the beauty about Stardew Valley is no one person plays the same as the other. Some people have preferences in this type of crop some people have preferences in making this type of farm where it's where fishing is their main income or this one likes a monster farm where monsters spawn and they they get their combat ready for the next challenge so no two playthroughs are ever purely identical because 
the beauty about Stardew Valley is it's meant to be played your way, not a specific way and says this is wrong. Yes, obviously you can fine tune your playthrough to say, okay, this is the best way to make uh, the most amount of money. But some people will dif differentiate and say, no, this is the beauty or this is the way you want to make the money. And that's the beauty of this game is there's just so many ways to play it and no one playthrough is correct. And that's why I encourage people to play this game even just off camera in your own time on switch i mean it's available on all platforms so i mean even on your phone when you're busy on the toilet you can play stardew valley while you're sitting there uh that's a bad analogy but that is the case of most of stardew valley and i mean the fact that it's everywhere and there's there's so much content into it you can't tell me that it's not one of those games that cannot be considered one of the top 10 games of all time you say that's a bad analogy, but if I were to Google now how many people play games while on the toilet, you'd be surprised by the number, <laughs> uh, the percentage, I mean, how many people spend time there. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my hand up and say Bloons is one of those games. Yeah, there you go. I will out yeah. myself there. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, it's just um, there's so much value added to this game just by the dev himself. Um, I, I know the biggest update... The last one I remember that was pretty huge was the multiplayer when that released, and I was just like, "Oh, oh. this game still this game still has legs." You are pretty behind then because the 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 I next, know the, I know yeah because the new update added a whole new island to the game. Um, it, what? Yeah, and it added a hard mode to the game. And it, it even added little quality of life things like prior to this update, ducks actually didn't go and jump in ponds and pools of water. Now they do. They jump and they swim around and then they jump out. It's like it's the most adorable thing in the history of the world. But it's like the small little quality of life things that he adds to the game. He's added different types of monsters. He's added a hard mode to the game where if you if you complete a certain objective, the mines and the skull cavern go one tier more difficult. He's added enchantments to the game to make certain resources more useful. Uh, I, without spoiling too much for any viewer, there's so much content with the new update that came out. And I think it was last year or the year before that... When, whenever the next update comes out, I don't know what he's going to add, but I'm so excited to see what Concerned Ape has got planned for Stardew Valley. And it's just beautiful. It is. Also, just for everyone to be aware, this game is like 150 Rand, just South Africa, which maybe is $10 overseas. That it's For as much content as it gives, that is a ridiculous price, a ridiculously low price for something that's so vast and has so much replay value. Yep. It's insane. And, oh, uh, I mean, there's no better time to pick it up. Unless maybe it's like a Steam also sale. Also, no DLC. <laughs> no. There's so, no DLC in the game. No. No, so, it's all no, free. It's all free. It's like uh, he said, every every um, update he's pushing through is perfectly free. You just update your study value and there you go. I mean, he, he's not even asking more prices for every time he, he drops an update for study Valley. And you'll notice... The, the updates are not even big. That's the beauty of this game as well. It's chock block full of content, but the game file size itself is small. And I think what, what sometimes puts people off of Stardew Valley is perhaps the style. I mean, it's 2D with a little bit of 3D here mixed in there, but it's a 2D flat surface gameplay. But 
if you look past the whole graphical interface of it, the modding community behind it as well is huge. I mean, if he's planning on doing new updates, there's a mod called Stardew Valley Expanded, which adds four new areas, six new NPCs, a vast variety of new crops, more trees that, that give you fruit, um, expands on the mines, puts in new... Uh, it, it, it's insane. It's honestly the modding community behind Stardew Valley as well is nuts. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, this is officially now a Stardew Valley podcast, it seems, because this game is being sold very, very well. <laughs> Even to me, who already owns like two copies of it. I'm looking at it now like, you know what? I think it's a good time to jump back into it. Don't worry. We will make the parsnip cult real big. Soon, all of South Africa will be part of Stardew Valley. My plan is hatching together. <laughs> <laughs> Not to interrupt you, but I think most of South Africa is already part of the Stardew Valley cult at this point. You're right. Just more and more people are going to be added. <laughs> it's just going to keep growing. A game that's already grown so huge, it's just going to keep growing. Just, I mean, the esports thing alone, that's that's fascinating to me that they made an esports event out of a game like Stardew Valley, which does bring up the question, what, what, other, what other chill games that we enjoy can be made into a, a competition? It, you know, it's it's like you could do Terraria. I don't know if Terraria would be considered a chilled game, considering all the monsters and things like that. But I mean, you could do a Terraria uh, esports thing. You could do Sunhaven, uh, which was recently uh, announced. And you know, I'm I'm getting the feeling that with more farming sim games come coming out. Um, I think there might be a, a slight change in dynamic from all of the the hardcore first-person shooters and like uh, RTS um, games coming out. It would be an interesting change of pace to see how uh, farming simulator games start forming part of the esports community. And, and I think with Stardew Valley taking that leap to show people that, hey, listen, this can be done. I think more and more developers might look at um, different types of games than all of your standards as we've been so used to over the years. Yes, it's 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 probably a, a niche audience that you're targeting. Um, I mean, if you look at something like Call of Duty or Counter-Strike, it's something everyone can watch. It might not always be their vibe. But then you look at Stardew Valley and you're going, what is this? They're, they're farming crops within like five seconds. What is this madness? You know, so it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'll be keeping a close eye on it to see how it works and maybe start something locally with some uh, some organizations. Be like, hey, listen, I can farm parsnips within like two minutes. You got the good stuff over there. <laughs> I mean, you should. Uh, I mean, definitely, I would say go for it. Like, make something more more interesting. The, the other thing about Stardew Valley Valley. Now that I think about it, it's almost the perfect millennial game. In a sense that, like, we as millennials, we're kind of like, we have the jobs that are very tiring and stuff. And then you play something like Stardew Valley, which is very, very chill, but there's a lot there. You can chill out for hours, but not in a mindless way, in a rewarding way. I that agree I with think you. just perfectly matches. And I think that's why it's such a big hit. Yeah, and you know what? For, for the achievement runners, like you say, us... us uh, millennials like to achieve you know we we, we are achievement yeah. hunters and you, you 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 bring up the case that it's not mindless i i agree with you you know and i'm going to sound controversial here so the people just need to put their pitchforks down but you know like skyrim 
People who say they have 100% in Skyrim, that's a mindless game to, to 100%. Because eventually you hit a peak in your power and then you just run, run afoul all, all over Skyrim. And then, I mean, you, you complete the game and you're like, okay, did I really accomplish something that was worth my time and effort? Then you look at something like Stardew Valley and you're hitting achievements and they have these feel good moments attached to them. You know, you, you know, you've accomplished something, you've done something for the benefit of the community and for yourself. And that I feel is what keeps people coming back to Stardew Valley is that it's a game worth hitting the achievements for worth going for those achievements because there's the sense of um, endorphins that get released. Um, just a spoiler, let's say you complete the community center, you've brought the whole Stardew Valley community back together and you get this whole cutscene that says, hey, listen, you did this for this person, you did that for that person. Whereas in a game like Skyrim, you killed a dragon and you go, okay, sweet, I killed a dragon. What do I do now? And I'm harping on, on Skyrim because Skyrim is an incomplete game. Skyrim is an incomplete game. People, people put a lot of emphasis on Skyrim being a great game. I disagree. Base Skyrim is an awful game. The modding community Ooh. made Skyrim a great game. Stardew Valley. Well, this, yeah, St Stardew this Valley. podcast just, is just getting deleted <laughs> now by a bunch of people. They've just put, they've ripped off their earphones and they're like, what uh, the hell? What is this but, ginger talking about? But the fact of the matter is, Wolfman, you can agree that Stardew Valley as a base game has content and it's good. Skyrim as a base game is an awful game. No UI, no proper combat system, no nothing that makes me say Skyrim as a base game was good. Modders made Skyrim a fantastic game. Modders didn't okay. need to well, do that just... to Stardew Valley. I just need to say, first off, I do not 100% agree with you. Uh, everyone, please distance <laughs> me. I do not 100% agree with this statement. I do agree that Skyrim is not a complete game. And I would say about 60% of Skyrim is wonderful. And then there's 40% of it, which is just dull as dirt, boring stuff. That's, and that's my argument. I would say that Skyrim, that 40% has got a major impact on the 60%. So that's why I say Skyrim is not a great game as a base game. Once you iron out all the small things, Skyrim becomes fantastic. But my argument is, why did the modern community have to iron out the 40% to make the 60% worth the play? Yeah, and also as someone who's probably put around 400, 500 hours in Skyrim when it first came out, I can, say, I can definitely agree with you, though that was a perfect game for me at that time. But the thing is, like, I just I just thought about it now with Stardew Valley. It just came to me why it works so well for us millennials and daily lives and stuff. Because Stardew Valley works on a day-to-day -day basis. And you, as a player, will, for the most part, and this is what I remember from when I played, will have daily checklists. Today, I want to go do this. And then when you get those things done, you're like, you, you plant your crops, you water your crops. Okay, go talk to people in town. Okay, I've done that. Explore a little bit of the wild. Find some berries everywhere. And then next day, okay, water my plants. Go to the dungeon. These daily checklists, once you complete them every day in the game, it always feels good. It always feels like you're rewarding. It's, it's, the, it's the system of there's no instant gratification per day, but you, you, can, you, the, you can see the game shepherding you into something bigger. Like it's building up the things, like the plants. 
perfect example with the plants is you water them it's just like a little you know it's a little seed there and then something sprouts out and then a few days later you got your crops and that just feels amazing no, you are 100% correct. And like you said, with, with us that are, you know, we, we work from uh, eight, 8 to 4 or 7 to 5 or sometimes 6 to 6. Mm. Uh, the last thing you need to come to is, you know, something that, that's going to make you upset or, you know, make you tired. Stardew Valley is just that perfect balance of, you know, it's it's got beautiful music. It's got the chilled things. The only thing about Stardew Valley, and this is me, and I know some people are going to agree with me, is fishing. Oh my gosh. <sighs> That's so weird because I actually enjoyed fishing like a lot. I think I spent most of my time playing fishing. Okay, like, so can I, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Because Stardew Valley is very heavily tied to luck. So when you start your day, you go to the TV, you find out how the weather is, and then you go to the fortune teller and she will tell you, hey, listen, you're about to have a good day or a bad day. Fishing is directly tied to that. So if you're going to try and catch a legendary fish and the fortune teller is telling you you have a bad day, let me tell you about the most frustrating thing in the history of the world that I would sooner play Dota 2 and have a bad day than go to Stardew oh Valley God, no. and, and fish <laughs> for a legendary fish that refuses to cooperate and you are trying to achievement hunt. Okay, the perfectionist in me is going, I hate this game. I'm going to uninstall it. I'd rather play Getting Over It with Ben and Foddy than sit through this madness. That's a that's a high that's a high pay to pain tolerance you're bringing up right there. I would not. Do that. <laughs> you would know, Mister. I would not. I, I, would, I would never want to go back to that fucking game. I'm sorry oh. for my language, people, but oh. I would never want to go back to Ben and Foddy. Ben and Foddy. Oh, can we it's, can we like, move on to to happy endorphin stuff? Because I'm I'm getting the feeling to throw my mouse with that stupid game coming back up. <gasps> you think that's bad? When I streamed that game, sorry, tangent, but when I streamed that game, people sent me pictures of how they went past me. Like, yo, it just took me half an hour. I'm like, go to hell. Leave me alone. That game sucks. I hate it. People, people came Stop to my bragging. stream and they were like, yeah, exactly. People came to my stream and they're like, dude, are you okay? Do you want to take a break? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Oh Don't worry. Gosh. I just, I I just want to break my keyboard in half. It's okay. I nearly, I nearly ripped my hair out. It was so painful playing that. But yeah, no, Stardew, much better, much better. Mm, calm feelings when you play yeah, that calm game. Calm feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but, t but tell me quick, uh, the speed run that you are trying to do, is this you're just trying... The, how does the speed run work for Stardew exa exactly? Is there a limit to the amount of years? You said something about uh, you're trying to finish the, the community center before three years are up. No. So um, how my speedruns work is I use in-game time, not IRL time. So how speedrunners do it in yeah. IRL is they sleep through the day, try and get all the all the, the crops done in a certain amount of time, go do the necessary, go sleep the day away, and then try and get the community center done in the fastest IRL time. How I'm doing mm. it is I'm doing it in-game study Valley time. So my current record is winter year one, day one. For the for the winter community uh, or for the community center um, in game time speed run and depending on on what mechanics you use and what bundles you get I mean we've we've done the the standard bundle and then you get the remix bundle and depending on what you get you can either complete it in one year or you might not complete it in one year so I'm showing people different mechanics on how you can beat it in one year 
in-game study valley time and we have done it we have done it a multitude of times we've even done the challenge of 25 percent profit margin um in-game speed run which uh is horrible you only make 25 percent profit on everything you sell that includes fishing farming foraging mining everything is only 25 percent profit margin and we beat that year one day 14 winter by the skin of our teeth let me just tell you there was a mechanic that i was relying on that i had initially thought would not work but due to the mechanics of stardew valley i had mis i had misinformed myself and we managed to make sure that it got to the point we won and i would never ever do a 25 percent profit margin again never <laughs> that's uh no that See, I've never reached the point where I've loved the game so much I want to speed run it because it always RNG always starts bringing being a factor. That's, and as soon as you give me a time limit and RNG, <laughs> that's how you kill me. But you see, that's also where RNG is going to come uh, into a factor if you want to beat certain objectives within one year. So whether you yeah. use a mechanic to make more money or whether you're going to rely on RNG, eventually RNG has to pay out with something. And one of the mechanics mm. that, that I tell my, my viewers, um, especially when you're doing the community center, is if you are going to get a specific bundle that requires a specific item. But if you're not 100% focused on putting 100% effort into getting something that is a guarantee, then you're going to have to rely on RNG. And I always rely on the RNG factor because it's paid out more than what other people consider a confirmed payout. So in this case, if you don't mind spoilers, sir, um, we, we needed a rabbit's foot to drop for our enchanters bundle. Now, the only way to get rabbit's foot is either the traveling card selling it to you, which we, which we religiously went to every single Friday and Sunday, and she did not sell a rabbit's foot. And by law, she's supposed to. So that, that already was one factor out of the way. The other one was to upgrade our coop so that we can buy rabbits. But rabbits only drop rabbit's feet if they are 100% happy and the day is lucky. And by the time you get rabbits, you only have two seasons to make that happen. And I've had it where two seasons go by and they don't drop rabbit's feet at all. The last one that has the heavy RNG factor is a 0.1% drop rate. And that's if you go to the Skull Cavern and slay out um, serpents. They have a 0.1% drop chance for a rabbit's foot. And I have had more luck from them dropping rabbit's feet than from the other two that are supposed to be confirmed drops. So RNG does play a huge factor in Stardew Valley if you are doing community center runs, trying to make sure that you do it within one year. Well, okay. Wow. Firstly, this is like <laughs> Darkest Dungeon RNG we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> In terms of just unpredictability. I know uh, your poor RNG man. I saw your stream and I was like, this poor man, this poor man, I feel for him. I, that is, that is that's, that's a lot of RNG to keep track of. But that's even, it makes it even actually more impressive that you can do it. That you've done it so well. Like, wow. Like, I'm going to, like, hats off to you for also, that. Keeping yelling, track of so much RNG. Yeah, and yelling at Stardew Valley also helps. Just letting you know, if you yell at the game and threaten to uninstall it, the game suddenly wants to make sure you get your stuff. So always be reminded, if you are doing this, yell at Stardew Valley. All right, just saying. 
people, please note, this only works for Stardew Valley. Any other game involving a lot of RNG, if you yell at it, it will just hurt you back harder. I know this for a fact. For XCOM, Darkest Dungeon, you know, any game that relies on a lot of RNG, it will just hurt you more. Because and you made Bennett it Foddy. And Bennett Foddy. Don't forget he yelled at Bennett Foddy. That, you know what? It's RNG if I'm ever going to play that game again. And I hopefully <laughs> it's RNG in my favor for once. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, so no, Stardew Valley is a game that I would honestly recommend to people, and um, I have yet to come across someone in South Africa that plays Stardew Valley to the extent that I do, so what I'm hoping to do is instill a little bit more culture of Stardew Valley, not necessarily rallying the, 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 entire of, the entirety of South Africa and just going, hey, listen, let's just all play Stardew Valley, but for people that have not played the game or are scared to get into the game, that there is a place to come to and learn about the game in um, in what I would consider is my way of doing and the beauty about Stardew Valley is if you then go and find a better way of doing it come over and let me know and say hey listen I found this method and I'm like oh cool that's awesome let me let me try that that's the kind of culture I want to instill in the local gaming mm. scene not so much the the the, the content creation um, side of it but if people want to create content on stardew hey listen you're sleeping on one of like the best games ever made and the vast variety of content that you can push out from this game is immense it's funny like you talk about it like that because the one thing i've noticed um uh let's just be aware like like it says at the bottom of my twitch uh, wolfman dan is unable to follow any twitch trends but the one thing i have noticed on twitch a lot lately and on youtube is Sims seems to have gotten this resurgence with like challenges and time timed runs and stuff like that and I see a lot of South Africans start doing that start making content around that start playing the game like that and now you bring up Stardew Valley like this and I'm like why why don't we have more people doing this this seems like the perfect opportunity for the South African communities to start rattling around this game and start making interesting content, trying new challenges, doing fun things like you're already doing. I want to say you're kind of leading this charge, which is very nice, specifically for a game, which is so beloved, has so much content in it, and it just keeps growing in terms of like what it has to offer. Well, I mean, you're you're in the same boat. I mean, you're doing Darkest Dungeon. You know how few local streamers I see doing what you're doing. I also feel like... Um, because they like themselves. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's, 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 it's all these small little niche games and, and indie games that streamers like myself, yourself, uh, you, you know, I'm, if you don't mind me name dropping other people. Um, no but, like, but like uh, Hiasco, who is doing all these retro games. You look at um, uh, Bloodraven, who's doing the, the uh, uh, damn it, Stutter, the uh, Diablo 2 scene. You know, I, I rarely see streamers in our, our circle that, that aren't playing Apex. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not, I'm not bumming on no, any it's streamer. Nothing. Streamer no, doing no, no. Apex if you want to play those games, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's it's content, you know, and they're entertaining. Mm. The, it, these streamers are entertaining yeah. with with what they're doing. Exactly. But you 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 are bringing up a valid point that we don't have these streamers doing like the indie games. I I've recently seen Ruthie on Fire play the the old storyline games and some indie games herself and yourself as well. But like Darkest Dungeons and all the things that you do. And again, I look at all these streamers and I'm going, you know, this. I'm, and I'm so proud to be part of 
this this community of South African streamers that are doing all these things, whether they play Apex or whether they play Darkest Dungeon. And again, Mr. Wolfman, Dan, I put you in high regard because, again, all these streamers that that I share this space with, I've got immense respect for because you're creating content, you're entertaining people in the South African community, and not just South African. I mean, there's international people that look and go, "Hey, listen, yeah, we got some South Africans busy taking over Twitch." and or content just in general and i'm so proud to know so many people doing such a vast variety of content but i'm also seeing a trend of smaller creators doing these indie games doing retro games and i'm loving to see it it's, it's not that i that i hate the apex or the mm, or the call of same. duty you know but it's also a thing of hey listen this one's doing it this one's doing it this one's doing it i can watch you all at the same time you all have different perspectives you all have different things but sometimes i want to go to someone else's stream and go hey listen you're doing this and that's also the beauty of twitch is you can go to any content creator that you feel you want to watch and they are doing content that you want to watch that's the beauty and the vast variety we have in south africa to say listen these people are doing apex go check them out you know these people are doing these indie games go check yeah. them out these people are doing some stuff and i love it i absolutely love it and i'm not i i i don't want people to come and say i, I I'm, I'm bumming on streamers because you know what i'm not i support everybody as much as i can you know yourself um whether mm. what what whatever you stream what i want you to do is is to put your content out there for people to see to entertain the way you do and that makes me proud you know i've been in this game for a long time i've seen people come and go it makes me proud to see streamers come and do their thing and whether that thing is apex whether that is meta whether it's not meta whether whether you choose to do hot tub stuff or whether you choose to do cooking stuff or you know it's it makes me proud to see all of these people and again i'm like a nobody at least in my eyes <laughs> but what it's worth to all the people that listen and if you want to do content be proud of what you're doing because i'm proud of what people are doing same with your streams man i come into your streams i'm like this man's doing his thing he's killing it i'm proud of it i'm proud to see it me it it makes so much pride to see so many people do what they want to do and then do it the way they they are doing that makes me proud to see hey listen wolfman dan's being wolfman dan he's got terrible rng in darkest dungeon but you know what He's doing this thing and it's awesome. It's awesome. And, you know, to all the creators that listen to this, RPL is proud of you all. And even if I'm a nobody in the community, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I just heard a bunch of South African content creators go, you're not a nobody. Don't say that shit. <laughs> you're, you're doing great. But I, I agree with you. There's a lot of people doing different things. Uh, I definitely, I mean, this whole thing started just because I felt like, well, this whole thing only started because I nearly, I was in the hospital, got really sick and decided, you know what, I like indie games. I want to talk more about indie games. Uh, so I'm just going to follow my passion there. But you're right. The, the, the thing is, Apex, those games, they'll always be more popular. They're more accessible. They're easier to understand. Like if you do, especially with esports stuff, if I, were, if I were to give example now, sometimes when we have like Sunday get-togethers, me, my brother, and my mom... My brother will just sometimes put on CSGO tournaments from Twitch on the TV and we'll watch it. And my mom, who knows nothing about video games, like nothing, she'll be able to follow it because it's a it's a simple idea of you point, you shoot, and the most people who get shot lose. So that's so so stuff like Stardew, that's a little that'll always be a bit more niche stuff, but 
the great thing specifically that I uh, that started happening last year and I've been noticing is niche spaces have been growing out a bit more as people have been kind of realizing especially in South Africa because our streaming scene has grown immensely in the last year so it's been reaching out to a lot more people for games like Stardew Valley like the stuff you're doing like you said Rufy playing older CRPGs and stuff like that there is an audience and it's not just in South Africa we're also reaching the rest of the world and it's wonderful that you're putting out that content and you're inspiring some new people specifically in your speech just now to go try your thing go play what you want to play see if you can find the the audience for the market and like make the content you want to make that that's that, that's the thing and um you know again it's it's, it's an honor for me to be part of such a a, a wide community you know and yes. um it's it's amazing to see that so many people are trying different things and doing their own thing. And at the end of the day, all I want for for local streamers is to be themselves. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to look at someone else and go, oh, I'm not doing this. Guess what? You're doing your own thing. You're doing your 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 own cool thing and that's that's the beauty of being a streamer and entertainer is when you do your own thing whatever it may be you can be a just chatter you can be a barber and people will come and support you as long as you are being true to yourself you know and that is what i'm hoping to achieve with with you know pushing people's streams out the way i do i mean i've i've been told hey listen don't do what you're doing use another thing i mm. i know i know Same. but for me, the thing is, if I, if people have given me opportunities in life, you know, I've been, th this year we hit goals that I didn't think we would hit. And to give back to the community, that's how I give back, you know. I'm not in a position to, hey, maybe subscribe to people or, you know, give bits or whatever. But if I can push your, your notifications out, say, hey, listen, go check out this person, they're streaming now. It helps. It's not about the exposure. It's about giving people that chance to say, hey, listen, go check them out and build a community that I can share with. If I have that option to do, why would I not do that? You know, because I've said this before, my Twitter line and my community is not mine. It's a collective community. And that's why I use the platforms that I have to push other people's content because I want other people to be seen. I want them to, to be heard, you know, and my platform, that's why I use it for that is to help other people, you know, does it push me back? Yeah. I, I don't care. I don't care if it pushes me back to me. I can always put out a tweet and leave it for a week and say, hey, listen, going live, be there. People know where to find me. But if I'm helping someone else out as well, it helps them achieve their goals. And that is what I want to mm. do. Whether it be with Stardew Valley and people want to start a Stardew Valley stream, you know, if I can help them get out there or like yourself, if you want to do Darkest Dungeons, I'm like, hey, listen, go check out Wolfman Dan. Go check out all of these fantastic streamers because they are just that. They are fantastic streamers. And if there's anything that I can do to help them, I will do that. Yeah. No, it's, that's what the community is. We... We try to help each other. We try to grow together and, and put a, put put the South African stamp out there and the rest of the world and show what we can do. There are other games like Stardew Valley, more calmer sim-like games that I've seen you play. Can you tell me about Sunhaven? Because I've never heard of this game until I saw you play it. So I, uh, someone, I think it was my fiance, she looked at something called Sunhaven on TikTok and it caught my attention you know, 
and I went to go check out this game. Now it is early access, and I've got I've got opinions about early access, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them just now. Um, but Sunhaven mm-hmm. caught my eye because of its art style, and because it, it it took a whole different direction than Stardew Valley did. Yes, it does have the farming aspects um, of Stardew Valley, but there's also powers that you can use. It went in a whole magical direction, you know, where you have got powers. Each NPC is of a different race, a different um, area they've got a whole different story to it and the art style is just absolutely fantastic and what caught me most about Sunhaven is the developers are so passionate about it they even came into many of the people's streams that stream Sunhaven and asked us for our feedback and I even told them listen the mines are a little bit overpowered your power spike is too big and they actually took that to heart and implemented into the game rebalanced the mines rebalanced ores rebalanced armor and that to me just yeah it's it's a amazing that they came into the stream asked for the streamers opinions because they're playing it and they can see and i even had to deal with criticism where people were like hey listen you're being too harsh i'm like no i understand what a game needs to be balanced to ensure that you have replayability because the thing is if you spike too early you're not going to replay the game you need to balance that. You need to make sure that you have a balance between OP and underpowered. And if you hit that peak of OP too early, the rest of the game is going to be easy. You're going to walk through it and go, oh, okay, I'm bored now, you know? So Sunhaven caught me with that that beautiful art style, the, the, the NPC drawings, the different cities that you can go to. And I can see where this game is going to go. And it really has the potential to be one of the best farming simulator games since Stardew Valley because there's a whole story that's ready to be unleashed. It's only locked behind early access. That's the only problem with this game is that the early access, and it's, it's, it's a problem with many games where the early access comes out, the game spikes in popularity, but there's not enough content to keep the flow going. So eventually the popularity dies down a new update is released and then people are unaware of the new releases because they've lost all the hype for the game yep you're literally describing valheim the game which is i mean it's still (laughs) doing fine but it's also kind of dead but it's Um, like grounded grounded had a huge update oh my word (laughs) i forgot about you see there you go grounded had a massive update yeah. I just got gifted that a few days ago and I played with people who already won the game and then they finished the content and I'm like, wait, this is my first time playing it. And I'm like, we're done? There's yeah. nothing else we can do? It's like, no, yeah. we, we killed the queen, the broodmother spider, we're done. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have to wait for the game to get finished. Yeah, that's that's the thing about early access is there's so many good early access games. Like Valheim, you, you said it perfectly. Valheim is a great game, but... Yeah. The content update between everything is so slow. And that, that's the unfortunate thing about Sunhaven. I love the game. I do. It's a geniusly well-made, beautifully crafted game. But if your updates are too few and far between, people are not going to play your game. And it's going to take mm. somebody bigger out there to, again, make the game popular. And it, it's, 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 yeah. it's, the word we, it's the world we live in is where if a streamer then picks up a game, like Rust, let's, let's, let's take Rust, for example. Rust had a massive spike last year. It had a huge oh, spike. Yeah. And it's all because the biggest streamers played the game. 
And now you look at mm. things like Grounded. I firmly believe Grounded will be a great survival game, but the updates are too few and far between. And that's the problem with Sunhaven yeah. as well. I firmly believe that Sunhaven has got the potential to take over where Stardew Valley has left off and be the next big farming simulator game. I don't think it'll be mm. as popular as Stardew Valley, but the content that is waiting in Sunhaven, the immense amount of content and things you can do, I firmly believe that game will be one of the best farming simulator games to come out. But the developers have got to put foot to pedal and push out the content because they're currently locked behind one thing missing, and that's content. Yeah, what you're describing is also a bit of a Steam issue where they Steam doesn't notify you when games yep. get big yep. updates much. There is a new news tab in the library, but it's there's some issues there. But I definitely agree, do agree with you. Um, early access, specifically for games like this, is a bit of a problem. And I've bought many, 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 <laughs> many early access games where I've played what was given to me and I finished it, and then I forgot about that game until it came out. <laughs> Completely forgot about that game, and then suddenly I'll get um, an email from Steam saying like, oh, this game finally releases out of early access. Like, oh shit, I own this. I completely <laughs> forgot about this game. But th the thing about Sunhaven is I'm looking at it, uh, I'm not a fan of chibi art style in general, but the environments are gorgeous. Like, it's this is amazing pixel art. It's, it's beautiful. And I mean, that's just Sunhaven itself. Once you go to, yeah. to the Demon City, once you go to the Alvin Forest, a little bit of spoilers. But once you go east, west, and north of Sunhaven, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to describe what these developers, especially the art style, have put in. The the NPC art style, they've, they've recently added facial animations to the NPC art style. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It is it is eye candy level of gorgeous and i cannot wait for this game to be fully released and then to see what the modded community goes and does after that like what they've done with stardew valley what will happen with sunhaven when the modded community starts getting their teeth into that type of art style in a game you know okay yeah that no, definitely oh my gosh this game has a skill tree yeah, so it's very much a, it's very much RPG focused mixed mm -hmm. with a little bit of farming. Oh, that's nice. And oh, I'm I'm looking through the Steam page here now, and it's got some pictures of like here's a city which looks visually very. No, this game looks stunning. And there's I just dragons know it from the chibi art. There's dragons. <laughs> dragons in the game. always cool. So so from what they've said like, is they're going to add ten different elemental dragons to the game. Uh, if not more, and each dragon mm. has got a different story, different area that you explore to do their quests, and you come back to, to Sunhaven and do your farming and do this for the community and build this. The game has got potential. It really has immense potential purely based on the content that the developers have said they want to put out. Mm. No, I can I can see there's a lot of love crafted in this game so far, and the fact that the developers are actively engaging that's that's wonderful. This will be definitely one to come out. I just saw it. I just came out this year, twenty five June. Mm hmm. Not even that long ago. Wow. Okay. Got a good rating as well. Oh, uh, I do love a good magic system in something like this. A little bit extra. I definitely I'm gonna check this out at some point. <laughs> 
But also, I um, here's a game I've heard many people recommend me to, and I know you've played it as well. My time in Porsche. Oh, you're gonna make me talk about Porsche, are ya? Is this gonna be a negative talking about? No, Porsche no, no. You, you know what? I never gave my my time in Porsche enough playtime, right? I played it when it came out, and it, mm-hmm. it didn't catch me as much as I thought it it would have. The way Stardew Valley caught me, but then I really started giving this game some time. And it's actually so very well made that it's very difficult to put down my time at Porsche because it's, I don't always want to compare everything to Stardew Valley because technically Stardew Valley is compared to Harvest Moon and Harvest Moon has yet to release a good game since way back when. So that's why Stardew oh, Valley is, do. yeah. It's, the devs it's, now make other games. Or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what, what, I forget what it's called. I, I can't remember, but but that's the thing. We haven't I, had I, a yeah. good Harvest Moon in a good while, so that's why Study Valley is now the benchmark. And to me, I Porsche, mean benchmark beyond. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Let's let's call it the measuring stick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the that's the best way to put it. Exactly, the measuring stick. Study Valley is the measuring stick to which all other farming simulators are compared to and honestly i would put my time at porsche very very high on the list and again it's personal oh. preference some people prefer porsche over stardew i've met some people oh. who don't like stardew valley i really i really have and you know what that's the beauty about playing games us as gamers we don't have to like what everyone else likes that's the beauty of it but porsche as a game can start getting addictive once you start learning the mechanics of the game and the combat system is fantastic. I mean, you hit combos, the mining system. Once I started learning the small little niche mechanics of the game and where to find everything, the game has got so much content built into it. And there's a sequel coming out to my time at Porsche. So I'm really enjoying this game and I would recommend it as well. I really would. There's a sequel coming out? Yeah, I think it's my time. Hold on, let me just Google this. Um, I think it's my time at Sandrock. My time at... Yeah, my oh, time... Oh, I see it. My time at Sandrock is going to be the 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 sequel to uh, my my time at Porsche. And it looks fantastic. I It really does. Wow. Okay, this is... Uh, this is a big graphical update. Huge. Yeah, wow. No, the, the thing about my time at Porsche... I've never played it. I've watched some people play it. But it's always been, like, you get these games. I don't know. I am going to call them giveaway games. Where almost every platform at one point point just wants to give you that game for free. Mm. And My Time at Porsche is one of them. I think I have it on my Twitch launcher. I have it on Epic Games. Uh, it's on the Microsoft. It's on my Microsoft Game Pass. I have multiple <laughs> copies of this game. At some point, I think I want a key up for it on Steam, but I gave it to someone else. It's just, it's just one of those games I see everywhere, and it's, it's, it gets given away a lot. But I've never actually tried it. it, it you know, I was, I was also of the mindset that you know, uh, it, it looks like one of those games that's just 
everyone is is giving it away and you know is it really worth the time and effort and then when i actually sat down yeah. and started learning the mechanics of the game and where you can go and what you can fight and what your limitations are it even has a skill tree it legitimately has a skill tree oh. much much like borderlands you know you got your you got your skills here yeah. you got your combat you got your health you got your shields it actually has a skill tree that's actually very very vast and you've got certain levels of monsters that you can attack and certain combos that you can hit certain weapons that you can get certain armors that you can wear you can upgrade your house to get buffs you legitimately you put a painting in your house and it gives you plus 10 to to max health i mean that right there <laughs> it i'm not joking i have four sofas in in my house okay there's a little coffee table in the middle with four sofas each sofa gives me plus 25 to health and they stack so i've got plus 100 health because of four sofas in my house okay that is i like that mechanic a lot actually it feels very real world in the sense of like the stuff you have at home tends to affect your mood <laughs> well listen if i can have plus 100 health per per sofa i think i'd have like 20 uh in my house just saying <laughs> i mean yeah because then i could get things done because i'd have the stamina for it again <laughs> No, so Porsche is something that surprised me. As someone who has played Stardew Valley a lot, Porsche, honestly, I'm sitting at almost 50 hours in this game now. And it's really just, it's it's a fun time once you start getting to know the thing. And I think that's the thing about farming simulator games, is once you get past that initial learning mechanic, that's when you start seeing all the content come through and what you can do and how you do it. And I think that right there is why farming simulator games are one of those genres that if Twitch ever, or, or content in general, like YouTube and TikTok, if, if they ever get the, the, the recognition that I feel they deserve, I think we'll see a whole shift in content towards more casual type games and seeing different strategies on how these games are played. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on, on, on that part of it because the, the thing about these games as well, like when you're saying like they can be quite difficult to get into in that aspect, but I think it's also a thing of like this, you're afraid, like, like in a game, I'm going to just Doom. If you fail on something in Doom, you just restart a few mm. minutes back and you can try it again. But games like these, you sometimes you feel like you feel like, oh no, I've lost my entire crop. How do, how do I get that back? It's going to take me a few... It's going to take me a bit longer to get back. I can't go... I can't just load back and do it again and stuff like that. So it just becomes a thing of like... I know I do this sometimes if I do bad runs in games, I'll just restart the game. Be like, okay, okay. I know now I'm not supposed to do that and that and that. So let me just restart so I can get it right the next it's, time. Uh, which I think can be uh, a bit stressful for some people. I think where that just actually came from... I think where actually that came from was the the Telltale series game, where if you make one mistake and it had this butterfly effect, I think that's how people feel like games with Stardew Valley and things, where you make one goof and you're like, oops, now what do I do? I don't want to restart because it takes so long to restart, but do I really want to sit with the consequences of my actions? Or for me in a case, it's like Darkest Dungeon, 15 hours in, I lost my best team, oh. restarting the whole game. I'm not going to get a team this good again. In this little time, I'm going to restart the whole game. I've screwed myself completely. Oh, I, the immense amount of pain I feel for you. It's like a Binding of Isaac run where I'm, oh. I've got so many good items and then I make, I, 
I pick up something like like Ipecac and and Crack Murder, and I'm like, I've just ruined the entire run. It was a win, and then I turned it into a loss, and I'm just sitting there going, I hate everything in life. I, I hate I hate when that happens in any roguelite. That's oh. just the worst thing in the entire world when it just why gets are the ruined? items even in the game? You know, like you're sitting there going, why do you even exist? To ruin your day. That's the RNG. <laughs> the RNG is a is a is a mean, mean, mean individual. It just wants to hurt you. And oh. unlike with Stardew Valley, if you scream at the game, you just piss it off more. This is true. Roguelikes like to bite us in the batukases. Yes, they do love to bite us in well in different places. It depends on what mood the roguelite's in. <laughs> Sometimes the roguelite's just trying to be kinky and biting you in the right place. Oh, that sounded so fucking wrong. I, I, um, um, <laughs> especially when you talk about the binding of Isaac. I mean, you know what the binding of Isaac is about <laughs> kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, this was this has been wonderful talking to you. Uh, I appreciate you coming here onto the podcast, uh, sharing your vast knowledge of Stardew. You've you've sold me on this game four times over, and I'm pretty sure you've sold a few people now on it a lot. Oh my gosh, I, there's so much to this game uh, I didn't even know about, and the fact that people can still get joy out of it is fantastic to me. And so it's um, it's it's also just. Just remember, they've they've added different types of farms now as well. So no one playthrough is the same. So if you if you haven't played the game yet and you feel like you're only playing on one type of farm, load up the game. You'll see what happens, and then you'll come to me and say, "Why have you done this?" <laughs> Jeez, you just threw down a challenge for someone to get angry at you. Come on, chat, bring it on. <laughs> come hurt me, I'm ready. <laughs> but yeah, hit us with your socials. You can all find me, uh, Rusty Pie Lover, at TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all the same on Twitch. Um, yeah, if you need Stardew Valley tips and uh, tricks and watch me lose my mind getting upset over fishing in Stardew Valley, come over there. That's uh, that's where the rage happens. Please do. And for me, it's WolfmanDano8. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, it's all the same. Oh, and Twitter, if you want to, I don't know, hear me complain. That's a joke. I don't do that that much. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time of day it is. And I'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.